But Isaiah comes along to encourage us. To remind us just to wait on the Lord. We're also reminded to be of good courage. And so Lord, we do know that in our waiting, it is incumbent upon us to worship. And so Lord, we come to worship while it's getting better. We come to lift up our hands while it's getting better. We come to jump up and down while it's getting better. We come to open up our mouths and throw our head back while it's getting better. They may not understand our praise. They may know the pandemic and our predicament, but they may stop my praise. I will bless the Lord. I will sing my new song. Because I know that God will. Now I'll leave it right there. God will. I'll feel it in my blank later, but I'll say right now, I know God will. So God, let us now hear your voice with clarity. Let us hear your voice above everything. Cries of this nation are loud. Cries globally are loud. Is there no bomb in Gilead? But Lord, we answered that song. We answered it and simply said, there is a bomb. So God, we come today to apply again to soothe our sin-sick soul. Yeah, yeah. Your word comforts us. Speak now, we pray. Give us this audience with you. James said, draw near unto God and yeah. he will draw near unto you. So Lord, let us come close. Let us have the intimacy this interview with you. What will you say unto this church? To the people in the land? Would you give us give us an encouraging and comforting word? Speak to us, Lord, we pray. Unstop the deaf ear. Break up the fallow ground. The sorrow, the stony heart. Loosen the stiff neck. Speak to us, Father, we pray. Forgive us of our sins, we pray. For thine is the kingdom, power and the glory. And the redeemed of the Lord sit together. Amen. 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 Important in this movement. And 
I want to encourage you today through my preaching, and I want to encourage you with my prayer to let you know that it is indeed already getting better. It ties in with what I want to talk about, so I believe God has set things in order. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, if you will, please. I want to tell you right now that uh, God has not forgotten us. Amen. We are not hopeless. Deacon Davis came in this morning and our little prayer time together informed us of the localities in which we are seeing arise and get closer to our front doors. He mentioned cases that are near to his residence and in his community. I want to tell all of us, please, please take care of yourself. Yes. Yes. Wear your mask. Wash your little hands. Yes. Stay away from us. Well, most folk you stand away from, you've been meaning to do it anyway. <laughs> Lord has a way of fixing some stuff for us. Somebody amen. <laughs> But I, I'm, I'm encouraging us to not, uh, not, not drop our guard. Even Anderson followed that up by mentioning in his workplace, which we will not mention in the air, but in his workplace, there are constantly people who are going out due to COVID-19. Now listen, this is, the, this is the invisible enemy. You can't look at folk and go, oh, they okay. You just can't do it. Contact tracing is a little slow, so we got to be extra careful. Amen. Even in your own household, amen. You, you got to be careful because we go out and come in, so we got to limit our mobility. This is not time to be in every place. Amen. Some of y'all need to stay home anyway. Amen. First Corinthians chapter thirteen. Want to begin? I will talk at verse 9 uh, from the New Living Translation of the Bible. Uh, we meet with Paul again, who is writing uh, his first letter to the church of Corinth. These uh, young Christians need some encouragement. Uh, their journey has been difficult. Um, I want you all to understand that the Bible didn't just pop up on the scene. People were living their lives uh, before Jesus came to Jerusalem and even after. Uh, the church didn't just take off in a flash. Not in every place. There were, we all get excited about uh, Luke's writing in the Acts of the Apostles. You remember the day that we have been the day of Pentecost and we get excited, but it wasn't like that all over the regions. The world was the world. I want you to know that. God didn't build the world like Lego. He built the whole world in one day and started adding people and things, but uh, these territories existed. Moabites, the Ammonites, the Jebusites, people were scattered. When we get to the letter that Paul now writes to the church of Corinth, these people were in their places before Paul showed up. And so, so life for them needed some encouragement. And just like us, 
So he writes this letter, and this is what he says uh, in a brief summary of the 13th chapter, beginning at verse 9. He says to them, and it's important, he says, now we know only a little, and even the gift of prophecy reveals little. But when the end comes, these special gifts will disappear. And then he goes on and talks about that one which you all are very familiar with in verse 11. And he talks about the status, station, and summary of being a child. I want to lift up, often we do one verse and one voice, Brian, in verse 12. He says, now we see things imperfect as in a cloudy mirror. King James Version talks about the glass being dark. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. Yeah. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely just as God know, now knows me completely. Amen. Amen. I want to talk to us by way of encouragement uh, with this thought in mind. Look at your neighbor and, and, and say, neighbor, pastor is going to preach, looking at what is, while longing for what is. Amen. Looking at what is, while longing for what is. That is, beloved of God, two of the best bookends that I can offer you in this time of pandemic, political unrest, protests, and probability of what the future might hold in a day in November. Mm -hmm. What if is here and what is is right now. That's where life really is for most of us on any given day. We are forced when we wake up in the morning to start dealing with what is. But all the while holding out hope for what is. Most of us would wind up in clinical depression if we linger too long around the water fountain of what if. What if I had gone to college? What if I hadn't married so young? What if I didn't have these nine children? I said children because that's what it is when you get past three. What if I made more money? What if I had moved to Florida, California, what if? What if I had not committed a crime in my youth and my juvenile record kept me from getting into universities or college? What if I had not backtalked my mama and lost all my teeth earlier? <laughs> what if I hadn't stole the cookie from the cookie jar? What if? And what if 
oftentimes becomes cloudy, as Paul mentions, Myra, and, and, and a glass darkly because what if is always lurking yes. off in the place called possibilities when reality will not allow me to change. I mentioned this a few weeks ago, how sobering, how, how, how melancholy I became as I approached my own anxieties, recognizing that I don't really control as much as I thought I did. It's sobering. It is a test of my manhood, I feel, when I cannot fix what's broken. My children, they were growing up, Deacon Anderson, and it made me feel good. My, my children used to call me Super Dad because they, they believed I could fix anything. Little do they know that I discovered with a little glue and a nail, you can make most things work again. A hammer and a screwdriver, Melvin, was all I had in my toolbox. But to a small child, a, a father who stands tall and, 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 and exudes confidence and does not seem to get rattled became super dad. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if they still believe in me now, but I believe in myself. Yeah. The reality is that we are, we are now poles on the shoreline of high time. Mm -hmm. We are standing in a place that none of us, none of us could have imagined in our wildest and most spiritual dreams that we would be wearing a mask to church, wearing a mask to the grocery store. We would be buying hand sanitizer, just like we buy bleach to wash our clothes. We, we, are, we are not letting folk in. We are looking at folk side-eyed. We are, we, are, we are afraid to touch stuff. Y'all ain't talking to me. We are living in a new version of what is. Yes. But all the while, because we love the Lord. Yeah. Mm, I kind of felt that helped me myself. But all the while, because our hope is built on nothing less. All the while, because we believe there's a bright side somewhere. All the while, because we know that Sunday morning, all the while, we are holding out that God will bring us a new version. Paul Woody. We are living in what the Bible describes as perilous time. In, in the 1880s, I'm going to hurry now, so Scott, you look like you got something on the stove back at the house. In the 1880s, the Republicans coined what has become a popular phrase now. It has been around for a long time. The Republicans who coined it, and, but, but Woodrow Wilson uh, kind of made it popular in a speech. Uh, Dick, you were probably there in a speech that Woodrow Wilson made during World War I. Uh, he, he, he coined this phrase, uh, the American dream. American dream. Uh, Dick, you were there. Tell, tell them about it in the parking lot. Uh, the American dream. Uh, was, was representative of an idea that, that all of us, no matter what race or what, what color, if you will, and you know race and color ain't the same thing. Uh, all of us, regardless of, of what communities or what economics we were under, whether we had 
uh, degrees of one through 12 or, or college degree, all of us, uh, regardless of station or status, uh, could with, with some sincere effort and with energy achieve whatever model of success we deemed that model to be. It was the American dream where, where all things were considered equal. The American dream which was related to that flag over yonder. The American dream which was related to that document called the Constitution. The American dream which was related to the Emancipation Proclamation. The American dream said that, that you could have high aspirations and that the only limits were the limits that you placed on yourself. Can, can y'all stay with me a little while? The American dream said that there could be upward mobility, that you could, you could, you could, as, as the old days said, you could climb the stairway to heaven. You, you could, you could shoot for the stars. You could, you could be an astronaut. You could be an astrophysicist. You could, you could be a doctor, lawyer, Indian chief. You could be a rich man, poor man, beggar man, thief. But, but the American dream was 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 offered to every American. Yeah. Here's where here's where the what is and the what is not dancing together, Wanda. We didn't ask to be born in America. That's right. That's right. Amen. We didn't pick this country. We we you know as as, as our brother uh, uh, Spike Lee said, uh, we didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. You know that kind of thing. We didn't we we didn't we didn't pick to be born in Virginia or Florida. Or, or South Carolina or, or Philadelphia. We, we didn't pick that all of that happened as a matter of what if. Yeah. Amen. Some of us were born at the hospital. Some of us were born at home. Some of us were born in a car. But whatever the case is, the reality is we are in this place called America. Yeah. And somebody said, you can break it down and say, America, I can. Then the reality for us is all of us have dreams. I'm hearing, uh, so Scott, uh, stir the pot. I, all of us have dreams. All of us want something. Yes. Yeah. Amen. You sit there and look at me with masked mouths and covered partially eyes, but you know I'm right about it. Right. There is not one person in this room, regardless of your age, regardless of your economics, regardless of your education, regardless of what family you're in, all of us want something. There is not one of us, Brian, that, that get up in the morning and settle for do nothing less. Oftentimes, it is, it is cast upon us because the limits that we are facing are beyond our control. You, 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 you got the credit score you got because you made some bad decisions with your credit there. How many of us can testify that if we had known they were going to be keeping numbers, we would have did better in the numbers? A whole lot of us are, are, are where we are because of the decisions we made, not realizing the full gravity that every choice does indeed have a consequence. Yeah. Say amen, somebody. I've I, I often thought, as I heard it on Laura, I've often thought to myself, what does it really mean, the American dream? Mm. Thought about that, and I thought about what it means in my life. Can I, can I show you? How some of this what is and what if stuff really works. Y'all yeah. got a little time to me today. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I want you to understand that, 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 that I, 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 have, I, have, I have in my own logic, in my own way of thinking, all, well, I won't say all the 
ways. Uh, so Scott, because that would, that would take me out of the limits of growing in a good education. I, I want to say that I've grown to believe that I can indeed do anything. I know, uh, uh, Melvin, we're not allowed to mention R. Kelly anymore, but R. Kelly was right. I believe I can fly. I used to, when I was a boy, Deacon Anderson, my friend and I would climb up with the neighborhood my mom and daddy uh, chose to buy their house in. Again, see, I didn't pick that house. They did. But I lived there, and, and the neighborhood they moved in was a developing neighborhood. And in the 1960s, and Laura, you know this, in 1967, if you were colored and you moved into a developed neighborhood, you were doing something. Y'all yeah. right. ain't talking to me. Nice. Then they moved into a developing neighborhood. I, I remember the sign. I can see it in my eyes right now. In my mind, I remember the sign. There was a sign right there on the highway as you come into the neighborhood. It said, new home starting at $12,999. Nineteen sixty-seven. I remember the sign. It was it was it was a little sign, a little house. In fact, the housing office where you were going to make your contract was right there at the corner of the subdivision, and that was a word that we didn't use as colored folk. Yeah. Subdivision was a fancy word. Suburbs. Well, y'all ain't talking to me. But I mean, this is what it is and what it is. My mom and daddy bought that house, and so what my friend and I would do, Dick and so we would climb up on the rooftop of these houses and run from one house to the other and jump. They were, they were kind of that close together. They were, they were probably about 10, 15 feet apart, but we would run as fast as our little legs would carry us and jump from one rooftop to the other. And we would stand on the edge and we would put a sheet around our shoulders, our towel, because we watched Superman fly. We watched Underdog fly. We watched Mighty, y'all ain't talking to me, Mighty Mouse fly. And we believed that if we got enough speed, we could fly. Some of us, Deacon Davis, tragically did not realize that on the other side of flying is a particular thing called landing. We didn't consider that, Melvin. We, we just wanted to fly. And another side of it is, uh, 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 I'm, I'm hurrying now. The other side of it is that I just believe that, that I was smart as anybody. My, my grandmother, uh, my, my, my relatives around me would, would encourage me. And this is what they would say. They get, boy, go to that schoolhouse and get your lesson. Y'all ain't talking to me. Maybe you didn't grow up like I did. My, my, my grandmother, I don't know what level of education she had, but, but she talked smart enough to me. My daddy had a limited education. My daddy quit school in eighth grade, and, and, and he would he would enforce in us that we gonna get our lesson. Yeah. He would say things like, "You you gonna get them books." Uh, he he would inquire of us almost every day that he came in. Have we done our lesson? Yeah. Amen. Which was the all encompassing version of reading, writing, and arithmetic. And so I believe that I was, I was, I was capable of anything. Mm -hmm. But here's what I discovered: I was born black. Yeah. Right. My birth certificate said I was born colored. Yeah. I looked at it for preaching reference. My, my, listen to me, hear me well. I, I was born colored. That's what Duval Medical Center put on my birth certificate. Which means I live in a colored neighborhood. Yeah. 
heard it on to the crow of the matter. Let me help you to understand something. Everything in this life don't make sense. Amen. And don't waste your time. Stop spinning your wheels. I was, I was listening to the podcast of our bestest and most famous first lady. And she said that, that she realizes even now that she suffers with low-grade depression. And I said to myself, right on, soul sister. Because that's how I feel sometimes. Sometimes I feel as if things are just a bit too much for me now. But I recognize that, 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 that again, it jumps out at me just if God before me. I'm on the mindset that, that even now that I have cause to celebrate even in this calamity. Yeah, I'm thanking God right now that I've learned that the scriptures are right, Dr. Dixon, when he said, listen, you got to be glad with those who are glad. And you got to also come down and mourn with those who mourn. From a dying every day, 163,000 plus over dying, it's projected that over 300,000 will die. And I'll be damned if I want to be in that number of the 300,000 that die. But I'm going to tell you now that if God should call me, I'm ready to go. But the reality for me is I still got, I want to see my kids, kids go to college. I want to be able to travel again. I want to take my retired life on a vacation. I want to see my mama again. I want to eat some of her collard greens and some of her macaroni and cheese. Let me tell you something now. You cook all you want, but don't nobody beat the Lord's Helen Darwin macaroni and cheese. Step down, ain't no harm, but my mama can put it down with some macaroni and cheese. And listen, she gonna fry some chicken. Yes, she gonna put a little salt on it and blood pressure be down. But that fried chicken and macaroni and cheese will set the best of us on our hips. Throw our hands on our stomach and say, mm, that was good. And here's what I wanna go back to Florida. I wanna go to see my grandchildren, my first grandchild graduated from high school and I could not be there. That ain't fair. But I'm telling you now, God is working some things out. Paul said we see through a fast darkness. We don't understand it right now. But how many know the saints of Okinnon, don't you do that? How many know the saints of over right when they say it? We'll understand it better. Don't touch nothing. Don't say nothing. Matter of fact, 
Say amen to me. I didn't know that that's, that's why now, when you go to the grocery store and you see children acting up, you just want to beat them yourself. Yeah. So you don't want to beat somebody else's children. Yeah. Say amen to me. Yeah. Now, I, I, listen, I'm telling you now, I'm telling you now that the reality for us is when we were children, our parents handled their business. Yeah. We didn't know about bills being passed due. We didn't know that the rent man was the enemy of the family. We didn't know that we were living in danger because we knew our father, God help me right there, we knew our father could handle everything. And I'm going to tell you now that if you want to get out of this low-grade depression, you want to overcome your anxiety, you want to learn how to get the book in of what it is and what it's settled down, you got to trust in your father. You didn't run, you were skipping. 
singing songs and, 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 and every, every way you went, you want to get there in a hurry. And then I realize now, Kenny, why I want to get places in a hurry because I, Brian, I discovered that if I, the quicker that I get there, the more time I want to let me preach if you don't mind. The quicker that I get there, the more time I have to enjoy where I am. Yeah. Oh, okay, y'all can see I said, I said I ran places, Carolyn, because I, 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 I came to the conclusion with my own youth-like logic that the quicker that I get there, the more time I'll have to enjoy when I get y'all. Okay, y'all feel y'all Let me try one more time. I, I came, I ran so that when I arrived, where I wanted to be, I, I would have more time to enjoy myself when I got there. Okay, okay let me go and break it down. I'll tell you now that the reason I am always running again, the reason why I made up my mind, is because I know God still got some stuff for me. I know there's a reason to run on and see what the news is. I, I know that there's a reason to run because I, I run to church because I want to enjoy myself when I get here. I, I run home so I can enjoy my family when I get there.
We're gonna hold up! 
Read you know old songs because you old. But you know that song said, I'll be all right. The church was singing it and folk would start standing up. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. We're going to be all right. Yes. Oh, 
old saints would say, baby, it came to pass. And then they would back it up to Scott and say stuff like, I wouldn't trade nothing from a gentleman. Y'all ain't talking about it. I need to go. 
my, my response to the door, I got to leave now. But let me tell you something. Not only must you understand the darkness, the discouragement, and the determination, but here's where the shock was supposed to come in. Big guy just got excited. But ultimately, God will deliver. Yes. The Lord will come through. Not one time, but again and again and again and again. Won't he do it? God will deliver. Beneath his wings of love, God will take care of you. The doors of the church are open for Christian discipleship. You who are out there with us, video world, Facebook, YouTube, Zoom, whatever you're on, I don't know what we got, but I know we got you. I want you to know today that you can be saved. And you in this room, you, you, you can't look at somebody and know they're saved. But the Lord knows. He is the trial of men's faith. You can be saved. Come to Jesus just now. You know that old song you sing, he will save you yes. just now. Yes. Come to Jesus yes. just now. Yes. Christian discipleship, this is not about joining Brookville, this is about giving your life to Christ. Yes. Yes. And I want you to know that the Lord is faithful. Yes. Yes. Who, who can be saved? You can be saved. Yes. From, from the, as the old preacher would say, from the uttermost to the guttermost. Kenny, this is one more song, I'm done. But y'all remember that old song, Through It All? Yes. Through it all. Through it all. Yes. I've learned to trust in Jesus. And I've learned to trust in God. Why? Because he's taken me through it all. Woo, he used to say that. Sister Hattie, I know you feeling that when I through it all because I've learned, and learning is a process. Y'all better write that down. Yeah. Learning is a problem. When you stop learning, you stop living. Yeah. But them old sisters would rear back on that one and say, through it all. Yeah. Through it all. Through it all. Yeah. And what that means, Lewis, is you don't leave nothing out. Listen, some of y'all, when you tell your little story and give your little testimony, you leave out too much stuff. Tell about them jobs you didn't get. Tell about the time they turned you down and again and again. Tell about the house you did to Tell about the boyfriend that broke up with you, quit you, took your little rain back. Tell about the little girlfriend that got all snazzy with you. You wanted to do what you had to do, but the Lord wouldn't allow. Tell about the church time they wouldn't let you preach. Tell about the time you didn't, you know, because y'all get up there and tell you a little perfect testimony like you ain't nothing. But, but he said, do it all. Yeah. I've learned yes. to trust in Jesus. Yes. And he backs it up and says, and I also learned to trust in God. Yes. Why? Because he's taken me through it all. Yes. But then Calvin, he said the last part, y'all going about spending. He said, I've learned to depend on, on his word. That, that's why you need to preach it. Yes. There is a word. Yes. The word today is you gotta keep looking at what is. Yes. Yeah. While you're longing for what is. Yes. I believe I'm gonna try again. Yes. Would you give your life to Christ today? Yes. 
you're settled in your salvation, you're strong in the Lord, can you just pray with me as we go home today? Our nation is in trouble. The Chinese want to mess with our election. The Russians, they blowed up a whole city through carelessness and neglect. Let me help y'all understand something. Beirut ain't but a few miles from Lynchburg. We got stuff stored around here. You know that little place right down there in that valley. Yes, sir. That if something go bad down there, we gonna all be glow sticks. And you can't run into that valley. They show pictures of people going about their normal lives. There's a woman, they show her exclusively taking pictures for her little leg with her little print dress on. Yes. And all of a sudden, she knocked at the, you listen, you don't see it coming. And we get real sophomoric in America and act like we are exclusive from these things. 9-11 just happened. Amen. Pearl Harbor just happened. Yes. Don't, don't fool us. That's why you better get your blood assurance covered. Yes. Better hold the God's unchanging hands. Yes. So I want us to know we got to be praying. Pray without ceasing. Some of y'all sitting out there, I know you're frustrated. You're dealing with some what it is that you didn't expect. But listen, listen. There is a bright side. But you got to trust in the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall. Yeah. And I want us to understand. Be proud of your family. Hug your babies. Keep encouraging one another. Bible says, what those of you who have been comforted, comfort others yeah. with the same comfort whereby you have been comforted. Ain't God been doing all right by us? Yeah. Yeah. I know that one right some stuff. Let me fix it so you don't have to go home and burn your greens. Hasn't God been more than fat? Yeah. More than fat? Hasn't God been quite generous with us? That's all right, Sister Scott. You know. And change the grade on my paper for my mama seat. <laughs> and put your initial by so she'll know I didn't do it. But the Lord loves us. Yeah. Eternal God, our Father, children are gathered in this sacred place. And those who have gathered with us outside the walls of this house. We come to let you know that the darkness has been realized. We've come to be honest and let you know that we've been somewhat discouraged. But Lord, we read, we read something in that great book called the Bible. And it caused our determination to rise. It caused us to, as the saints of old would declare, even though it's not really written in the Bible, but they would say you just got to run on and see what the end shall be. And so we're determined Keep pressing on our own little upward way. Because we know deliverance is a sure thing. It's a show up under the power of God. So Lord, as we turn from this place to lay your presence, lead us and guide us along this narrow way. The road has been rough. And the hills have been hard to climb. We started out a long time ago. But there's no doubt in our mind. 
We've already decided to make Jesus our choice. We're going to hold to your hand now. We're going to keep on stepping. We're going to keep climbing Jacob's old life. We're going to keep walking through the valleys and the shadows of death. We're going to keep coming up, rising and folding. We're going to keep going in and going out. But here's what we do know. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us. Dark may be the night, but daylight will come. As Sister Annie would say, the sun will come out tomorrow. You got to bet your best bottom dollar. So God bless this people now. Yes. Let us hold fast to the profession of our faith. We are indeed bound and determined to stir up another way in. Because all things are still possible. Then that believe. We decided to reaffirm, to re enlist. And to recommit yes. that we believe. Yes. Yes. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. We live long enough to see another day. Yes. And we're going to go out now. Give us traveling mercies and favor. Lord, heal this land. Lord, from amazing grace. The floating opportunity we'll take it. from amazing grace to a floating opportunity we'll take it. We may not be sure, but we do trust in you. And the name of the Lord said together, Amen, 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 amen. and Amen. Just wave across the room. No hugging, no, no getting close. We'll go out like you're doing school bus. Last row first and then the next row. We need a good hall monitor right on through here. God bless you today. Be smart. Be safe. Be safe. God bless you. Y'all come back. See you on Thursday. Amen.